Yo, yo, this is Justin, Justin B. Bieber. Hey, it's Ariana Grande. Just the interviews. A Zach Sang Show exclusive podcast. It's a Zach Sang Show. Yes. We got Heather. Hi. We got Dan. Yo. And for a second time in the studio, Logic is here. Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah, yeah, I'm so excited yeah. to be here. This is great. Thank you. Wait, you, wait. you really are looking swole, my friend. Yeah. Thanks for saying that. Because <laughs> you just said it a second time. I, I came in and you said it and I was like, stop it. But now it's like, thank you, bro. I want the world to know. I want it to be acknowledged on record <laughs> that you are getting jacked. I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm just, trying, I'm just trying to be healthy and live my best life. So. <laughs> Well, it's working. Yes. Thank you. Sorry. Okay. You're Please. thriving right now. It looks good on you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I want to keep going. I'm trying to get Marky Mark in this mother. Nice. <laughs> is, do you have like a fitness goal? Yes. Honestly, um, Edward Norton in American History X. Oh, wow. Oh. All right. That's what I want. Okay. So it's not too crazy. No, but, it's like, but it's still. Still, it looks good. Like, yeah. yeah. That's what I would love. How much work are you putting in on like a daily to get there? Um, yeah. I go five days a week um, and I started at the crib and then now I have... Um, well, my security guard, Pepe, he trains me. And yeah, we just don't let up. I've changed my diet. I eat clean. I have prep meals. I Every day, I wake up at 6.30 in the morning. Uh, 6 or 6.30, I drive. I go get my green drink. I have a nice hearty breakfast. I go to the gym. I work out for anywhere. I mean, on a really good day, it could be like closer to an hour and a half. But for the most part, it's about an hour, hour and 10 minutes. Okay. Um, and I come home and then I work on all the stuff that I'm, I do, but the biggest thing for me is, is my health. Wow. Now, does that change the way you create? Because you're in a different mental space. Like yeah. when you have a, 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 reg- a regimen like that and yeah. you, you keep it, you know, does it change at all? Bro, the music I'm making right now is like so dope. <laughs> like it's so feel good. I'm just in such an incredible place in my life. Like I'm the happiest and healthiest that I've ever been. I'm just excited. I wake up every single day for, you know, and just think about, uh, you know, myself and my future and the people that I love and my family and my business. And like, but now I just, I don't know. I just feel so good, but it's, I'm constantly tr- trying to balance myself. You know what I mean? But it's yeah. just, man, I just can't explain Like literally it's crazy. Life is amazing. We can feel it, dude. You can feel it's, it. You're like, you know, your, your happiness is like radiating. Am it's I like, glowing? You're glowing, dude. Oh my God. Glowing. Yeah, nah, it's crazy. But but this glow is happening on the heels of Bobby Tarantino 2. It's yeah. your sixth mixtape. Yeah. It, it, I, I don't know if I'd categorize this latest mixtape as kind of an music. album. Yeah, it's weird. Like, especially now, like mixtapes used to be rappers who would rap on other famous beats and then you put it together and put it out for free. So now technically mixtape and like hip hop world is just like, don't overthink this album. <laughs> like that's what it means. It's like, here you go, just have this. And so the fact that I, I could drop that and it went number one and have two number one albums in less than a year was like insane yeah then after you know just coming off the grammys that was dope and then you know every day doing as well as it's doing now after 1-800 just kind of letting everybody know like no it ain't one and done you know we're gonna keep going and that and i just been man i'm i wrote this not uh this movie that i'm starring in um that i'm excited to film uh, probably later this year my novel that i wrote my first novel it's a work of fiction is coming out this year i started my second novel Wow. I've been going full force with my record label and my three different artists, constantly working on music, my production company that I started, you know, overseeing so many different employees, over 23 employees that somehow work under my umbrella. It's been dope, man. Dude. It's been really good. My TV show I'm starting in, but I'm just... Oh, hold on. Where do we start? Do we start a movie? Do we start a TV? Do we start the fact that you have three different artists under this umbrella? And it's not under Visionary? No, that's under Elysium, mine. Got it, got it. Which is dope. Well, okay. Why is it important for you to do as much as possible? Because some people could say, focus on what's in front of me yeah, and then move sure. on to the next. I think I focused on what was in front of me while working on things in the background Got it. and waiting and taking my time for them to, to cultivate and to come together. And now that they're coming together, I'm like, and check out all this other shit I'm doing too. You know, so it was like, it was, it was, I needed to focus on music. I needed to focus on logic, the brand and building who myself. And now that I've done that, I can go and, and do these different avenues. And by being in, the, in these different avenues, I employ other people who have families and yeah. bills and this and that and we can all just like come together and thrive and do what we love every day and it's and I can't believe it. it's insane is that the most rewarding part to you like oh yeah the most rewarding part of all of this is my and the people that I love's happiness that is the number one thing you know it's like sometimes people tell me I'm too nice like I want, always want to like do too much almost for others and I've I've been really good about stepping back and now allowing people to do what they need to do for themselves you know but I think that's just ingrained in me because I never had that so I always had to do everything and I was never given anything yeah. so it's like I always want to give and help but there's a difference between giving and enabling and I've learned that and yeah that's pretty cool but but that's something you learn over time because you're aware yes, of your yeah. goodness. You you bring it up in lyrics on the you know 
on the latest album. Mm. Like, but am what, I good, Zach? I, I think you're a good person. <laughs> am I a good person? Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. I'm glad you think that. <laughs> I mean, it's working. Th- yeah, but you think that too. I, I'd like to think I'm a good dude. I, I do. I, I think I'm a good person. I think I've also been butchered for being a good person because I think in this society, like, like think about this. Like, I ha- there's there's no uh, there's like no crazy things I do. Like the craziest thing I do is like roll a joint and <laughs> and have like a nice glass of scotch after 14 days of rigorous like, you know physical exercise and working on a million musical things and did it like that's like the worst thing so it's like one thing that i've learned about which is really insane like celebrity it's so stupid i hate that term but is like you know people will try to make stuff up about you which is crazy because i'm in this realm of like tabloids now and i'm yes. like yo i must be famous <laughs> if like this is happening to me this is really crazy so yeah but i just keep i just keep the peace man but so beef in the world of hip hop and I, I get it mainstream paparazzi tabloids it is big yeah. but there's obviously a lot of drama that happens within the hip hop bubble yeah but I see I don't partake in that yeah beef is when two opposing uh, parties agree to engage in mutual conflict there is no there is nothing to engage with with me literally my entire motto is peace love and positivity any ounce of negativity is not allowed in my life there's a lot of people who may be jealous of me not like me not this not that but pretty much all those people have never shaken my hand and even if they did they didn't have the to tell me that they didn't like me to my face which they have no reason to you know what I mean it's like I as a younger man I was jealous of a lot of people a lot of people that I'm huge fans of you know because it's like they had all these things that I wanted but I stopped being jealous and I started being happy for them and realizing that they put the time in and they put the work in that even though I was putting that same work in I would just work 10 times harder than them to be on this couch where I am today happy as a man so it's like within hip hop and just and it isn't just hip hop because yo hip hop is beautiful hip hop is built upon diversity and love and acceptance and and you know defiance of you know regular bull in the world and overcoming obstacles and telling your story that is what hip hop is built about yeah. you know and there's so many incredible artists from the roots roots tribe call quest most deaf i mean i could go on and on and even today myself kendrick lamar j cole drake so many people spreading love and positivity so it's like i think in this world of just social media and media in general out there there's like this negative connotation of hip hop but the real thing is the negative connotation is to the outsiders that don't really know what the hip hop was built upon not yeah. these hype beasts or these bull people behind the mic trying to say that you can't talk about mental health or you know be emotional or talk about your feelings man that hip hop was built to let people have a voice, spread a positive message, and have some fun doing it. Okay, but why do people, and especially the, the quote unquote tastemakers who are behind the mic, how do they lose sight of that, and why do they choose to lose sight of that? Um, I can't necessarily speak for anybody in specific, but what I can say is, when you turn on the news, or you go to Twitter, or you go to this or that, or you look at what's trending, or it's usually you know ten kids got bombed in a bus, yeah. and it's usually there was you know another terrible something going on with the police and racism and all this bull that 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 not only goes on in the world which sucks and it's annoying like frustrates me and makes me so angry that you get just like just crimes of like racism or or you know sexual assault or abuse and and any negativity towards women that's actually making me really mad just talking about it but my point is is that's all we're shown and force fed and that is thrown into our face but you don't hear the seven kittens that were born yeah. peacefully today, right? you know, or the puppies yeah. that didn't get drowned in a bag. Like, yeah. you don't really hear that. And the reason that is is because that's not what spreads. And uh, three musketeers, spread positivity. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, throw shine, not shade. Uh, no, but what I'm saying is, is like, that's why you could have somebody like me yes. who literally, like, I ain't got nothing to hide. I've put everything up. Some people, that, like, could even say, like, now that I'm 28 and I like to enjoy the occasional joint or a little bit of scotch, they'll be like, he's changing. Who is this man? It's like, yo, I'm almost 30 years old. And, like, I like to just relax with a joint in California right? and, like, it. some Dave Chappelle. Like, yeah. that's the worst thing you got on me like so people you know they try to like make up all these things and that's what I've noticed like people they love controversy they love negativity they love it so that's that's what goes I mean it's kind of like like if you heard like yodel kid got punched in the face by a jealous third grader you'd be like oh let me see that you know what I mean but it's like no man just let yodel kid live that poor little yodel kid sorry why did I just talk for like nine years no I I feel that's what you do I'm sorry I apologize yeah but it's but but it's so it's such fueled by passion Mm -hmm. and you have you're really smart you're you're an intellectual man stop it continue what is your confidence (laughs) rooted in is it rooted in the fact that you have so much passion and you are smart and you can talk 
talk on topics? Dude, I think my confidence has like my confidence was always on the mic. Like it was on the mic. Like when I was on stage, the greatest rapper alive in that moment on the mic, away from the mic, always have so much to learn this and that. My confidence now has grown so much as a man, especially just in in these last few months in this year physically and emotionally and mentally because I realized like not only am I a man but I am a good strong kind-hearted gentleman I am a man you know the definition of a gentleman or a lady is one who does everything in their power to make all of those around them feel comfortable and I have always I learned that as a, as a child I always heard that as a child and I always wanted to do my best to live up to that and I'm I'm happy with the man that I am I used to be scared like that's why it's like I'm enjoying my life I really am like living my best life like like no I'm serious like I am yes I'm gonna go out with friends and I'm going to have adventures and live and just, but do it in a way like it's not like I'm going to do like an eight ball like yeah. I'm not into hard drugs like it, it just is what it is but I'm going to have fun but I used to feel like a child even last year I was on tour for nine months straight on tour okay paying for everything tour buses people's employees whatever and I would go every night and just be in a hotel and just like handcuff myself to the radiator I was a scared little boy and I am a strong man and I am here and I have arrived to take over all right oh. Right, I love it. What What happens in your life that wakes you up? Like, what gave you that first initial burst? Um, Honestly, I think it was uh, like so after one eight hundred and after working a record for a you know so long uh, a year, uh, basically about killing yourself every day, talking (laughs) about suicide, killing yourself, suicide, killing yourself, and obviously overcoming that. But still, it's such a dark shadow, and that's why I I say like the real heroes are the people who actually work at the hotline, who talk about this every day for years, Mm -hmm. and it's like it's it's amazing. It takes a toll on you. It really does. And so I was like doing this thing, and I was doing like press and and all types of stuff, and like the press was cool. But I just found myself, do, I wasn't happy, you know, millions of dollars, fame, success, but I wasn't happy. And the reason that I wasn't happy is because I, I didn't, I felt trapped and I felt like, you know, literally, literally it was nine months of like, it wasn't nine months. It was like 18 months. Yeah. And I had to call my people and be like, no, everything has to stop. I need a break. And I took a break from, you know, for, for like the first three months of this year, which is a lie because I did a movie and a bunch of million other things, but I did what I wanted when I wanted. That's that, it. That's, that's the difference. difference. Yeah. So once I kind of put my foot down as a man and realized that, in fact, I am a man. Once again, I always looked at myself as this like little like whatever. And now it's like, nah, like I'm here. And my brothers and the people I love and, you know, people in my life have shown me like, yo, like take a look in the mirror. Look at your accomplishments. And I've never looked at my accomplishments because for every goal I, you know, I I attain, I set 10 more. And I never want to be complacent. I never want to be arrogant. I never want to be this. So I was always scared to stand. I walked in here and I stood straight. I used to hunch like because I was scared of what people thought and then I learned people all that matters is what I think and that I'm happy with myself and that I love myself you know and and I just think the world would be a better place if everybody thought that too about themselves (laughs) it's beautiful do you think you're one of the best of the best when it comes to rappers of course yeah but I mean I have to say that yeah right yeah totally yeah I do didn't you say because they tell me I'm the best rapper alive. Because mm-hmm. they tell me I'm the man. Yeah. Oh, 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 you're talking about uh, Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Because yeah, they tell me, me I'm the best. Yeah, but that's just like, honestly, that's the fun thing about rap is like, everybody's the best. Kendrick's the best. I'm the best. Drake's the best. Like, it's like, you're all, when you step to the mic, you're the, you're the absolute best. The real truth is, is I don't give a about any of that stuff because I'm happy with myself. That's it. Yeah, so if yeah. some rapper's like, oh, no, nah, you're the best. I'm going to show you why I'm the best. I'm like, yeah, no, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure, you're the best, whatever. Yeah, that's fine. I'm going to go read, like, you know, a book. <laughs> Where are you mentally when you're making Bobby Tarantino 2? Like, I'm in the happiest place of my life. So expect we, more of it. Nice. Like, expect more fun music. I mean, like, you know, like, that's what I want. And I still, you know, I have stuff up my sleeve as far as, like, you know, message and love and stuff and, like, that's great. But I want to have fun. I've worked very, very hard for very long, for a decade, over a decade of my life professionally. And now it's time to truly enjoy myself. That's why I think, you know, kind of in regards to what I was saying earlier about just kind of enjoying myself and not overthinking it is like, because somebody's like, oh, is, you know, to be a role model or, you know, you say peace and love, but you're smoking joints now and you're this and that and da, 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 all this stuff. And I'm like, well, wait, first of all, I don't even understand how that's a negative. <laughs> but in my mind, I'm like, yeah, I think I am a great role model. You know why? Because I do have flaws and I'm not perfect. And I, uh, there's up parts of me and I'm honest. And it's like, it's just me, you know, even like cursing, like I curse like a 
fucking sailor, but it's like I would rather I would rather be me and say, hey, this is me. Be yourself. Don't do that. That's than it. like be some dude who's like some creep or some weirdo who has like dead bodies under his, you know, where he lives. <laughs> but, but everybody thinks he's perfect. But yeah, promise yeah. rings on his finger. Yeah. yeah, nah, forget that. That's why I put everything out there. Every ounce of me is 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 known uh, by the public. But did you know? That logic is biracial. Did you know that? No, <laughs> no idea. No idea. Really? Can you no tell way. us all about it? Oh my God. Yeah. What? That's crazy. Yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> There's a difference between logic. See you. <laughs> There's a difference between logic and Bobby, right? Yeah, it's funny because it's kind of coming together a little more though. Like logic used to be just like this MC, this rapper, this thing that I was. But I think incorporating kind of Bobby Tarantino and just I don't know. It's something about like it's it. it there is. It's like there is a difference. You know what I mean? Like. But it's me more than ever now. Like Bobby and Logic have kind of become this thing because now I'm so confident in myself. Like Logic was this rapper. Yeah, years ago, I wore ch- fake chains. I'd go to the mall and buy like $70 chains off the cart, you know, the person. like, And I'm wearing all these chains and I'm wearing like all this stuff that I would never wear because I wanted to fit in. But you cannot stand out and fit in at the same time. So I would say that Bobby and Logic, who, the man you see, you call me whatever you want. I'm me. I'm the man. I'd rather be loved for who I am than hated for who I'm not. This is me. And whatever you call me, I don't care. Just as long as you call me handsome. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Definitely well, on handsome. Warm It Up. I try. <laughs> warm It Up is Young Sinatra, which Mike. is also you. Yo. Because remember, the first time I heard of you was years ago when I when you sampled the Michael Jackson beat, the Billie Jean one. And Yo. Then it, and it came back on this. I was When I first saw it, I was like, Young Sinatra. I was like, that's him featuring him. Bam. Right? <laughs> yes. Featuring, logic, so featuring logic. That was like a fun kind of like, because that's one of my alter egos. So it's, you know, so my alter egos are Bobby Tarantino. You have Logic. You have Bobby Biceps. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's uh, new one. That's new. <laughs> new one uh no but uh and then yeah young sinatra was like the class because i love frank sinatra and my whole fans are the rat pack but spelled with two t's which is r-a-t-t did you have braces girl you got nice teeth <laughs> did you have braces yeah. okay i didn't that's why i got these rabbit teeth <laughs> i got the i got the bobby bobby bunny teeth they should go add that to the yeah, we'll, we'll just add that you i think it. it's a nice smile thanks i appreciate it zach he, he just here to feel the ego. Keep going. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Where were we yeah, talking about? So young Sinatra. Oh, that's right. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it was just I don't know. You know, when I was young and and my mom would make me watch like black and white movies and starring Sinatra, listen to this, his music. I think that's one thing that really taught me how to court a woman and be a gentleman. You know, I would see what it, what it, what it means to hold a woman's hand and rather just try to grab her ass. You know what I mean? I've mm-hmm. never been into that. I've never been a overly like sexual person anyway. Like when it comes to like women or the, I'm just very I'm all mental. You know what I mean? And so for me, um, it was great that I could learn these things, uh, just in respect in general. But I mean, you got to be a real piece of <laughs> to like not respect a woman, which is like this society. Yeah, you say, there's a lot of them out there. <laughs> I know, but it's, it's I just don't understand that. But then again, I was raised around women. So I love and respect women so much. Like it's it's a big thing. Like the energy of, of a good woman, a friend or whatever, it's it's it, you can't beat it. It's it nice. really is a nurture thing. It is. It's why I think I like baths because it's like I'm back in the womb. <laughs> I'm just chilling in here right now. About to get born. Get the born. Uh, you know, you, you say you grew up in a trap. <laughs> in but a trap, yeah. You just talked about, you know, the way you grew up as in, in a very positive way. In a way that's really I mean, I made you- it positive. Or we could talk about the fact that, yeah, there was, you know, drugs and crack cocaine and murderers and killers. And I've cooked crack on my stove and shot guns and did, like, the craziest stuff ever. And <laughs> And that is all, I mean, it, it's crazy with Dark. That was just last week. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's crazy with, so, with Dark comes so much light. How yeah. often do you think of home? And uh, Well, home is different now. Home, what do you make it? Um, mm-hmm. Home is different. And home for me is like these guys over here and my friends and the people that love me. Home for me, it, it isn't necessarily just back in Maryland or out here or this or that. Like home is home is m- where my heart is. Like truly, damn, that sounds so cliche. But it's it, it's a real thing. You know, when I think about the past, that's different. I grew up in a f- terrible household. Um, but as I've gotten older, I've done my best to really think about changing just my mind state when thinking, think, not necessarily thinking back, but thinking on the people that are still in my life. Yeah. Because there's a lot of family members that aren't in my life because they don't deserve to be in my life. And the ones that are, you know, I'm glad that they're there. And some of them are at arm's length, but it just is what it is. It's life. 
and you and you learn over time who to keep at arm's length yeah. who to get rid of completely yeah i mean even my dad like we're still building our relationship but i i keep i've been telling everybody he's like a really cool uncle <laughs> <laughs> my dad's my really cool uncle but that's yeah. like the but that's the maybe the right distance i think so i was telling him too i was like my dad called me and he was like damn son and he called me like nine times in one day and i was like what is it an emergency like i hadn't talked to him in a while and that's he's like that's a dad thing to do no the da- no cuz he was like why he's like boy and i'm like what and he's like why didn't you tell me you signed a deal for 30 million dollars <laughs> And I was like, why didn't you play catch with me when I was nine? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I did say that. I did say that. No, he's just proud. He's excited. But, yeah. but what I'm saying no, but, is... But still, yeah, you, yeah. you have to be hit with emotion, right? Because at, on one side, he's acknowledging, some, acknowledging such a major move in your life and a yeah. major moment. But really... It, <laughs> on the back end of that, you realize he wasn't there for you. He, yeah, you know, yeah. he's, he's here now when the money's here. No, well, he's always been there. And he's just excited for me. And I love my dad. So, but what I had to realize is like what addiction does, man, it's really yes. hard. It can truly destroy someone. And he's just such an incredible musician. He's so dope. He's awesome. He's, so, he's a really good person. And he wasn't always a good person. He wasn't. And I looked him in his face and told him that, you know what I mean? I remember there was a time when I looked him after, after the years of things that he had done to me. I mean, he stole my identity. I watched him smoke crack. He's left me in the car. He's stolen from me, my family, so many things in the past. And it was to the point where I looked him in the face and told him the next time I see him, it was going to be in the ground. And I didn't see him for years. And then I thought about it as I got older and I was like, you know what? Even though I'm still upset and, and have anger, the 40-year-old, the 50-year-old, the 60-year-old me, I think, is, is too wise uh, to let how I'm feeling now while he's still here affect our relationship. And even though I just am so frustrated, I'm going to do my best to try to have that mentality of a me that doesn't have the chance to tell him that I love him or have the, the chance to try to open it up. And that's why it's arm's length. That's why I can't go all the way because I'm too scared for that, to be quite honest. But... I never want to look back and, and know that that I didn't have something with him, and I'm glad I do. I love you, Dad. Do you think he's one of the reasons you're such a good person? Um, Yeah, because he wasn't such a good person. Yeah. That sounds f***ed up, but it's true. It's yeah. a cautionary tale, man. Yeah, so so many things in my life. I mean, thanks for saying I'm a good person. I like to think I'm a good person. I'm not just going to be over here like, oh, my God. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, no, but I'm just saying. So, uh, yeah, but I think I think so. I think so much of the negativity in my life has, has, has you know, just kind of come to me and said, listen, you need to spread positivity. Don't throw shine. Three musketeers. <laughs> Cut the check right now. Thank you for that. All right. I love it. <laughs> Cut the check. With the whole spreading... Three musketeers. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. <laughs> the whole spreading love and positivity. Were you surprised that people took the Katy Perry, Harry Styles that line was funny. as a diss? I think it's great. One thing that I've learned about like getting to this level of celebrity, hate that word, by the way, but, but. whatever. But I mean, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, nah, nah, for real though. But like getting to this this like weird level where like people know who I am, people just pissed off about anything you do. You could breathe wrong, mother- you just mm-hmm. you taking my oxygen like it's like it's <laughs> no for real it's kind of crazy so with like the Katy like I love Katy Perry Katy Perry showed me love when I get, did my Grammy speech and she was like hashtag like logic 2020 I was like damn girl that's what's up well, um, and Harry Styles like I love Harry I think he's amazing I've never met both of them but the funny thing is like literally all I said was I sold more albums in my first week which I did you know and 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 I I wasn't really talking about me the fun thing about hip hop is there's always this kind of like attitude to it so I'm like yeah I sold more I was my first week than Harry Styles and Katy Perry but then I'm like if that's not a sign of the times and I don't know what is <laughs> and Harry Styles album is called sign of the times it is song is called sign of the times so it's so like I'm dumb. showing love but for me it's really less about me and it's more about the state of hip hop oh my god you know I can't believe me as a hip hop artist actually sold sold more albums than them but I mean they oh, come on they kill Katy Perry's like diamond like that it's just a fun line <laughs> chill <laughs> they have success everyone calm down well, I, I want to dive down. into how you actually create because do you what comes first is it production? Is it story? Is it actual verses? Like, it's, how does it start? Really funny is I was doing a, 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 an interview earlier. I get lines all the time. Like, you, you guys remember Jimmy Neutron? Y- yes, you know? yeah. So he's just like, oh my god, like that's what happens to me. Or like House. You ever seen House? And he's mm-hmm. like, figures it out at the end of every every episode, and it's like it is what it is. But it literally, go, you can see it in his brain. Yeah, moves. it's like this like neuron. Um, that's what happens. So somebody said something about a ritual, and and they were like, yeah, something something that's like my favorite ritual, and I was like. Rich, 
you will. And then like while they're talking and I'm like, Pepe, give me your phone. <laughs> and then like I write this thing down and counting, counting money has always been my favorite ritual. So it's like a joke on mm-hmm. being rich and money and this and that and whatever. That's like a bad example. But my <laughs> mind will always think of like different punchlines or like endings of certain things. And I'll just store that in a phone. And then I could hear a beat. And then once I hear that beat, that can inspire a certain flow. Um, like here, let me just see. Yeah. Let me see. So let me just give you an example. So this is what you call like uh, mumbles. So it's funny because I never heard about mumbles until I signed to Def Jam uh, with no ID. And then he would talk to me about Kanye and how Kanye would just like go in the booth and just whatever, you know, he was feeling would come out and he would just do it. So here, let me give you like a random, um, I don't know, just find a beat. Okay, so I'll listen to this random beat by six. Turn up. Yeah, uh, so I'll come up uh, with a flow. Spit it like this. Let me get it like this. From the back to the front when I give it like that. I'm gonna I'm gonna get it like that. Let me get it back with a roll back, with a roll back, with a rap, with a on like this, like this. I'm gonna get up in it. Let me hit up in it. Let me bring it on the side of dinner, bend it, run up, bomb and live in it. So I would do that, right? Yeah. And then I put words to it. So get up in it. I'm gonna hit up in it. So I could do that. So hit, get, spit, split, rip. And then I'll go and then I'll write all these words and down. You fill in the rhyme. blanks. I fill in the blanks. Exactly. So. Wow. It's habitual. Counting money is a ritual. Done it, done it, and I'll take all those other ideas and kind of put it together. I've never shown anybody that. That's that's how I do it. Sweet, super fun. Yeah. What is it about you and Six? Six is the man. There has to be something special between the two of you. Yes. Uh, I mean, he's my brother. I love him. He was going to the University of Maryland. I was sleeping on my friend's couch. We randomly met at some like beat making competition, open mic thing. So like I was rapping and then he was like on stage, like showing off his beats. And, um, I think I had a card and I was like, yo, hit me up. He told me he like threw that <laughs> in the trash and was like, this, this guy. And, but before I knew it, man, we started hanging out and he was pre-med. So he was going to be a doctor and he's Indian. So his family is like super, you know what I mean? Like big on just like, um, uh, education and, and all that. And they're really sweet. And things started picking up and we started making music. And, you know, this was back like 2010, 2011. And then come 2012, I signed my deal to Def Jam and I was like, yo, let's go to LA. Let's do it. I'm moving to LA. Are you coming? And he was kind of like, oh my God, like I really want to come. And I, but he's like, I don't know about my parents. And so I was like, let me talk to him. And I called his parents and I don't know how the hell, but I got him to drop out of med school. And now we're here. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Pretty cool. Started from the top. Now we're here. Jeez. But but there really hasn't been a record without him. Yeah. No, no. He's, he's, yeah. Every single thing he does it. That's just, but there's some, like, could, do you think you could ever work with another producer? Yes, I could. I also produce myself. So could I do it? Yes. Do I want to? No. No. No way. Never in a million years. He's just the best. He's like my 40 to the Drizzy, young Drake and 40. And there's like a level of comfort because in, yeah. when you're writing, I mean, you want to be in a space that is accepting. Yeah. But I mean, all the music that we're making, cause it's like, I make all types of music. Like I have stuff like ballads coming and like, oh. like, like piano. Like I really rigorously have like taught myself the piano and how to sing and belt. And like, we got records like Queen, Freddie Mercury. Then we got trap records. Then we got the most boom bap hip hop stuff. Like we're just sitting on a mountain of music. It- Dun dun dun! Rat Pack goes crazy. <laughs> but yeah, I'm but, excited. But that, that excites me. I'm stoked because I mean, th- there's no genre. I, I think I really do. I, I'm a believer in the fact that music is music, art yeah, is art, and if sure. you put boxes around anything, whether it's in society or around art, it just it forms this just ridiculousness around it. Do I always you know say I mean? you can't put me in a box. My talent put me in a mansion. That, so it's like <laughs> that's the realest thing. You nice. just have to be you and be honest and and put it all out there. And that's another thing. It's like if I can play the piano and you know, first. First of all, like fam, I sang on a song with Sam Smith, dog. <laughs> Do you know how gangster that is? Like, I was like terrified because I was in the stu- I was in the studio, like just got finished with like some super like DJ Premier boom bap stuff, which I did. Shout out DJ Premier, we have a crazy song coming. Anyway, oh, I'm just giving away the heat today. <laughs> um, but to go from like something super boom bap and then mess around and do some something really trapped out and then go and just like sing on this song with Sam Smith. Like it's so fu- I love I love being myself, man. And so many people for so long, they're like, he sounds like this and he sounds like that and he's doing this and he's doing that. And it's like, yeah, man, I'm just building my catalog so I can do it all and have fun with it. But a lot of people feel like they need to do one thing to build a career, right? They need mm-hmm. to give their all into one genre, one style of music, you yeah. know, whatever it may be. And then when they're allowed to do something different, it, it keeps it fresh. It makes it fresh again. Totally. But with you, it's it's constantly fresh. I guess so. Yeah. I I, I um I 
I just try to have fun and try, that's why I like I love writing novels and now I'm on my second novel and it's like I just want to be the best me that I can be and I just want to tell everybody else that y'all can do that too like if somebody's a hating on me they're just a hater mother like straight up like because <laughs> I'm here to tell you that you can do anything you want and that you can be happy and do it your way you know so like that's why I just love what I do because it's so cool that I get to wake up every single day do what I love be surrounded by people I love and my whole message is peace love and positivity and follow your dreams what the f- <laughs> that is so tight it's pretty cool how, how do you so keep, cool how do you keep track of your different personas because you said you know you got rap pack you yeah. got bobby tarantino you got logic yeah how do you know when it's the right time to release from different i don't know um it just kind of all blends together <laughs> just one it's pretty crazy well you were on top of the world with 1-800 yeah it was and then you can't <laughs> And then you came out with this mixtape. A lot of your new fans are probably so confused. I know. They're like, what happened to the 1-800 guy? He can rap? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, dog. Um, He's no, a that's cat. Yeah, I know. It's a little kitty. That's, um... It's cute. I ate this for breakfast. <laughs> wow. It's a joke. Cut, cut, uh, cuts to my vision. Sounds pretty serious to me, dude. Of you oh. eating a cat. That's a joke. Um, no. <laughs> um, what'd you say? I, I, I had a vision of you eating a cat. <laughs> uh, no, what, were, what the hell were we talking about? I forgot. I'm sorry. Oh, no, we were talking about how you had 1-800 out. It was the oh, yeah. you got a lot of new fans and you come out with Bobby Tarantino too and they're probably like, what is this? I know. First of all, can we just talk about how comfortable I am? <laughs> that makes yeah, me I'm so serious. Happy. You guys, like, honestly, like, and I've been doing press all day and, like, everywhere I go, it's been great and especially here, like, I just, I'm so happy, man. I'm f***ing stoked. We're girl. happy, you're happy. Thanks, girl. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it really it radiates. It does. I, dude, I appreciate it. Um, 1-800, I love it. Like, that, that song... That song like made me like a household name, um, but long before then I had sold millions of records. I've toured around the world. You know I had this insane fan base. Um, but for me that was like a gateway song because now, you know, being able to like drop in every day, knowing that that would do pretty well at radio. Yeah. Um, but just not even at radio. It's not like I don't make songs. I'm like, all right, listen, the projection of the reaction <laughs> of the like, nah, man. That. Like I made that for the party, and if you want to call the party, the radio, the this, the that, whatever, mm-hmm. I did that. Um, but I also, you know, d- doing like forty-four more and all the like super harder songs that are on Bobby Tarantino as well. Like I was here to say, like, yes, you can't put me in this box. I'm gonna have fun, and that's the crazy thing is like so many people, they'll be like, I want this version of you, and then another person's like, Well, I want the trap. Well, I want the boom bat. Well, I want the singing. Well, I want the this, and it's kind of like. Y'all, how about what I want? And yeah. I want to do it all. So it's like you can enjoy this here and then enjoy that there and this and that. But it's like at the same time, why would you want? Why would you tell somebody not to sing ballads at a piano? Why would you tell somebody not to make a song that millions of people around the world are going to hear on the radio? Why would you tell somebody not to make a song about battling depression or anxiety? So it's like kind of wild, you know, that people want you to be the version of yourself that they want, not you. And I'm just kind of here to say, like, instead of trying to tell me who to be, truly go be that for yourself. Well, and genuine fans will appreciate you and support you. Genuine no matter fans, what you do. Mm-hmm. they do. No yeah. matter what, that's those are all, you got all these people on the internet talking all this. Oh, you this, you that, but you got all know. these people in the arena showing up, mm-hmm. singing the songs. Thank you for coming. <laughs> I really appreciate it. And you know, it wouldn't be possible without Three Musketeers. Spread positivity, <laughs> throw shine, not shade. <laughs> well, on Boom Trap Protocol, you said I've been contemplating life. What have you been contemplating? Um, I love this. You just, I don't know. <laughs> it's just a rap. No, I'm just kidding. Well, there has to be something. <laughs> no, totally. It. I mean, yeah. you do have meaning behind your lyrics. In that moment, um, probably just yeah, contemplating everything. I've been tr- you know contemplating life. I've been trying to live right, get it right. Like writing on the flight, like talking, like thinking about wh- what I'm doing and where I am, and you know. I love that line. I've been smoking and drinking a little bit. There's levels to the litness. Pull up with that new new in the driveway. <laughs> so fresh, I double park that bitch sideways. I was thinking about that, having a f-ing panic attack when I bought my i8 BMW. <laughs> that was crazy. You got money now. You talk about money a lot on yeah, this next I day, do because it's fun. Because you gotta you gotta let people know. See, for me, it's it's always it's always hilarious. Like especially in the music I'm making and all this stuff. Like I'll talk about a woman and she, I'll be like, damn girl, like you're beautiful, you're this, you're that, but you aren't defined by your face. Like that's a real thing. Like I'm like, yeah, there's some real ugly ass bitches out there and there are some beautiful women out there that with self-respect and take care of themselves and all this and like that's what i love i i I feel like my i'm sorry i know i'm talking so much no i feel like my music especially this era of where i am is like conscious trap music so it's like i'm gonna yeah sure i'm gonna talk about my millions of dollars i'm gonna talk about the jumping on a pj and jumping on this and jumping on that but i'm also gonna say that that does not define me i'm gonna let you know where i am in this level of success that i've been able to amass but all that I came from roaches from I, one of these lines I got in a, a, a song I literally wrote yesterday is or the other day is uh 
uh, something. I got 50 million, but my swag on food stamps. <laughs> That's like the realest. <laughs> Man. Yeah, so I think I think it's like forever I've been made to kind of feel ashamed for my accomplishments. It's hard for me to take a compliment. It's so hard. Like when people are like, oh, my God, you look great. I'm kind of like, <laughs> 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 well, but it's question. like, yeah. yeah, it's just I don't know, man. Just I've always kept my head down and now I'm sick of that. Shit. I'm going to stand tall and, and, and spread that that good message. But yes. It's fun to kind of flex a little bit, but that's just the rap. That's just the rap in well, me. Well, Bobby flexes, right? Bobby flexes. Logic is more like, you're right. It's like, it's like Bobby will be like, I done made $20 million. And then Logic will be like, but I don't flex to be acknowledged. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you have a strategy for success in Midnight? It's, you say that you do. My guy. What is it? Do you, I mean, if, when it comes, you, you, you mentioned that you have a strategy, and then you mentioned the fact that you have a radio hit, right? And you have a song at radio. True. So was 1-800 a part of the plan, right, to get into that mainstream ear? I mean, uh, no, yes and no. Like, like for me, I think the, the real plan was um, to just never give up and never stop, and I didn't do that. Like, I would have been so happy where I was before 1-800 ever came out. Like I said, you know, still playing shows around the world thousands of people but it'd be you wouldn't have an airplane meet and greet that's true oh you know about the airplane meet and greet loved it (laughs) that was crazy you did a good job yeah pep did a great (laughs) job great job regularly i was like i couldn't believe that i'm sitting on the couch i mean i'm sitting on the on the uh, in the seat and the flight attendant comes up and she's like there's this gentleman who like really would like to take a picture with you is that okay do you like my flight attendant voice it's really good (laughs) yes very believable you need to calm down sir i will get the pilot all right anyway so but eventually like the kid kind of just comes up on his own and he was like, hey, look, can I have, a, and I'm, I have my, I was writing a rap. <laughs> I was writing a rap. I was writing a rap. <laughs> and then Pep's like, hey, this, this kid wants to take a picture, but, you know, I don't want it to get too crazy. And I'm like, yeah. Uh, so I see him. I'm like, hey, man, yeah, let's, let's just do it when we land. No problem. You know, we'll get off the, <laughs> off the plane, whatever. So he's like, cool. And then he goes back and I forget, but then Pep kind of looks at me and he's like, look, man. He's like, if you take this picture when we land, it's going to be kind of crazy in the airport. He's like, we take it up here, this is going to be this is going to be fine, you know? So he's like, okay, cool. So they go back, the stewardess is like, I'm going to go let him know that you're going to take a picture with him now. So she walks <laughs> she walks back and then as soon as she says that to him, 30 like college kids and like everybody else like gets up and I'm like, holy shit. And then I'm like, I guess this is happening. So we walk all the way in the back and it was insane. Girls were like crying and in tears, Aww. and I was signing stuff and yeah. hugging so many people and using a whole lot of air. hand sanitizer. <laughs> we got yeah. it. You got All it. in the air. Yeah, it was wild. It was super cool. Uh, but at first, I could tell you, like, you know, like you'd be on, a, on an airplane yeah. and like something happens, or like the cabin comes out, and you're kind of like, you're just minding your business. Like, it's cool. You listen to some Drake, God's plan, and you know, <laughs> just having a good time. And then all of a sudden, like something happens, or there's a bang, and everybody's like, oh my God, what was that? I saw that happening when I got up. And was walking, and all these people look like, oh my god! And they see big ass Pep, and he's all swollen, <laughs> and they're like, what's going on? And like all these like you know young people are like getting up out of their seats, and just all these the- older people are just freaking out. <laughs> they think it's an uprising. Yeah, I know. And then I'm just like, it's we turn it up, it's all good. And then everybody's like, calm down. It's like soul like, plane. Yeah, it's like soul plane. <laughs> yeah, straight up. So it was fun. It was a great time. I mean, so one eight hundred made you mainstream more than ever. Yeah, for sure. So getting a radio hit is always on the list of goals. I guess. It, yeah, oh, it's 100%. But now it's easy. See, that's the good thing. I feel like I definitely was able to make, which might sound arrogant. It's not. I don't mean it that way. But it's like, I knew I could always make bangers yes. for sure. But I, I had no in, if you will. But I think the thing that's changed it is streaming. Yeah. So mm-hmm. because like people, f- they follow like Spotify charts. They follow all that, especially um, not fully, but it's like radio definitely can break a record. I mean, come on. Yes. But it's kind of now you f- can force the radio's hand because if you got 100 million streams on you, your thing, you gotta like, move. what are you doing? Yeah, you got to go. So they're like, oh, we're late on this. Um, Every time, by the way. Yeah. But also streaming increases consumption rate. 100%. But this, this is why it's so exciting because now it's like, I don't give a shit about anything. I'm just like, here's a cool song. There you go. Whatever you want. Like, yeah. And then yeah, I am a firm believer in like, I'm glad that everything's moving the way that it is because I, I think that if you want to listen to this song right now, then you should do it. You know, I don't think yeah. you should sit around just waiting. Mm-hmm. But the one cool thing that is fun about the radio in general is like stuff like this and like, and even just like being on air and being able to be in your car and listen to a lot of your favorite songs in a row with amazing personalities and stuff like that. That's what makes it dope. Yeah, but but also, like, a lot of people, streaming is its own separate piece and will always be its own separate piece. And I think radio in middle America is a whole different thing. Yeah, you for know? sure. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like, Little Rock in North Dakota and South Dakota. I mean, markets that really- How y'all doing over there? They haven't moved <laughs> to streaming yet. Yeah. 
But also, a lot of artists feel pressure with the consumption rate being so high. But mm. you see it the opposite. When you create a song, having the freedom to just release it and not be in a cycle or be in a, you know what I mean? Like, you yeah. don't have to wait a certain amount of months until there's not a lot of songs at radio. Yeah, whatever. no, quality quality and quantity, I think. I think I'm, I've been really blessed. Uh, sorry. To be able to create music at a rapid place, like you don't even want to know how much music I got. I'm not gonna get into that right now. <laughs> but I just love it. It's because I just love to create music, so it's just super fun. And then, like, I mean, I just, I mean, I got the next like five years planned out. That's the that's the crazy thing about me is like so many like, <laughs> like there's songs that'll come out that like I've either I've, some of them I've had done for years. And then others could be like super quick, like Bobby Tarantino. I made in seven days. Wow! Yeah, the whole, the whole mixtape. Yeah, pretty much, uh, with the exception of about two or three. So it's like you have one here that you made. Oh, that was a cool vibe. But I could have been in like the everybody where I'm like talking about, you know, the craziest social issues going on in America and all this stuff. But then I'm like, hey, but like, let me just like do this trap record that don't really belong on here right now. And then you kind of get in the vibe. And then after an album like everybody's done, you go over here and then you realize like, oh, I got these two, three bangers. I'm kind of in that mood right now. And then you go and then you just and knock them And that inspires all the rest. Yeah. It's pretty crazy, actually. Is it hard for you to have bigger plans and plans for the future while focusing on the moment? Um, no, no. Because um, focusing on the moment means executing a plan that was already old. So it's like- Got it. So it's like I'm here executing- something that happened a while ago but after this i'm already thinking about the thing that i'm doing right now that's going to have me on your show again god so, do you know what i mean like, yeah i know yeah, i understand it's super fun it's really cool well i want to talk about indica badu for hey, a second yes. first things first he Wiz really left you hanging with that laugh yeah, he ain't laugh on it. But it's not like I asked him to laugh. Obviously. I just feel like he just is automatically going to do it. I thought he was going to do it too. <laughs> I thought he, I don't know, that's a really bad whiz, Khalifa. Well, well, the second thing is, and this line stood out, obviously, you said, I'm a married man with a bad wife. Yeah, yeah. How is it going to be performing that live? Are you going to change it? Was a married man with a bad wife, yeah. 100%. She's beautiful. Come on, forget about it. I regret nothing. Everything's good in my life, man. Well, of course. I just didn't know if, you know, saying that live. Mm. Yeah, hard but I also don't up. regret stuff because there's still songs that I have that, you know, will reference her, other things in my life, um, amazing, beautiful parts of my life that are still beautiful or were great or this or that or whatever the case may be that I'm, I'm like I said this is not some celebrity bullshit my life is amazing <laughs> I love that woman to death like I'm not gonna ain't nobody gonna try to play me man like <laughs> yeah that shit. like life is great bro it's, it's really good so I I would never be ashamed of that incredible moment in my life ever never what got you back into marijuana was it anxiety yeah actually it was anxiety because I would like I smoked a little bit when I was a teenager but I would try to smoke like I was Snoop Dogg you know what I mean so like seriously so I'd like smoke it and I'd just like freak out and be like I can hear my fingers growing <laughs> you know what I mean like I'd be freaking out so it just kind of left a bad a bad taste in my mouth and would always give me anxiety and about a year ago I was like going through my you know the hardest anxiety I'd gone through and I was like maybe this thing so I could kind of started very slow just like microdosing, and I realized that when I would smoke, I'd start to still freak out even as a man. And then I'd be like, wait, wait, wait. But I'm only freaking out because I'm telling myself, like, I'm in control up That's here. It. And I'm literally like, because, you know, you, it's almost like you feel out of your body a bit and like you're a little alien inside your head just enjoying that's going on <laughs> but like for me I, I realized like there was always this sense of panic and I'm like panicking and it actually helped me to just truly understand myself and my psyche personally I'm not telling everybody go smoke pot blah blah this is just me my life you know and, and it really helped me so much so to the fact that now like I don't use a substance I don't smoke weed to, to hold back any anxiety because from smoking the weed it's taught me that when I am having anxiety or having a panic attack just like when, when I would hit the weed and feel weird with, with being sober and, and feeling weird I go this is all in your head just like yes. when you smoke calm down you're okay you're this you're that so I true to form I use it recreationally it's helped me it's helped change my life and um, I, I think it's I think it's great for me I'm not here to tell anybody what to do or how to live their life or whatever but you know it's all good it changed my life in a big way too you smoke I, pot yeah oh we about to roll a joint after this <laughs> <laughs> let's go Dude, I deeply appreciate it it helped me uh, get through a lot a, a phase in life that I was really depressed yeah and it was you know exactly what you said right like being being one with myself in those moments yeah. and like really being able to like kind of 
I was able to like see myself from the outside. I don't know why, but I'm just hearing you say that. Like, just think of like in a Tommy Chong voice. <laughs> <laughs> just being able to see yourself from the outside, man. You know, it's just done so much for me. Was, no, real talk though. It was I awesome, agree. bro. No, no, seriously, I'm with you, man. And I think some people, um, they're scared of change. I think some people are scared of of new things and a lot it's kind of like don't knock it till you try it i was like yo literally i didn't really touch anything i didn't i didn't smoke i didn't drink i didn't do like anything forever and 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 you know i worked and worked and worked and i'm i've finally been blessed enough to get here to this place and it's like like i said i'm not into like hard pills i can't even swallow pills okay (laughs) i can't take an aspirin all right so it's like me it's like this is just this finite like little thing that i've i've truly enjoyed that makes me happy personally and i'm not i'm not here to try to tell anybody like i said what, just do you what strain do you smoke are you an indica or sativa guy honestly i i was an indica dude but now i'm both because i was an indica because i'm always on the go always on the go like yeah. so much so it's like nice to just chill yes um but then now you know i can enjoy a nice sativa in the middle of my day be creative a little bit yeah, be a little creative. It's kind of cool. You can't swallow pills either? Nah. I can't get Advil. I can't get anything down my throat. <laughs> it's so it's, difficult, I don't bro. get how people do it. It's, it's I don't amazing. Know. Sometimes I'll, like, if I'm eating a sandwich, I'll just, like, why did I say it like that? Sandwich? <laughs> if I'm eating a sandwich, darling, I'll, uh, that was a little bit of Morgan Freeman. Whoa. Morgan Freeman, Morgan Freeman. Anyway, so if I'm eating a sandwich... <laughs> uh, three Musketeers spread positivity, don't you? Yeah. Uh, you know, you could take the pill... Uh-huh. It's already kind of chewed up and just put it in there because you're so used to pause swallowing it down your throat. That's your trick. Yeah. That's, Dan, that's take that. Trick. I've done I've done the banana the same. Well, banana swallow. Yeah, it's fine. Oh, banana? Yeah. Bananas, bananas work. Bananas are swallow good. the bananas? Yeah. That's cool, man. I, I just get judge. made fun of for not being able <laughs> that's to. That's great. It's 2018. I support the banana swallowing. <laughs> Be a Nostradamus for a second. And yeah, I'm using a word in your song against you. <laughs> Tell me what year you're going to win a Grammy. When do you oh, see it happen? I can't say that. That's one thing I can't do. I can't. Okay. I can't say it. I just know it's going to happen because I'm freaking going to keep knocking these out. Um, and <laughs> Until I'm excited, it and I can't wait. Yeah, yeah. But I think I don't. I don't know. I don't. I have no idea. You know. Um, but it's there's like I never talk out of my ass. You know. Like I'll never like I, I'm not gonna be like yeah next year you fucking motherfucker like you know. Why did I just do that? What the, <laughs> the hell? What are you talking about over here? Right, break <laughs> legs. You want to know when this is? I tell you when I want to win a Grammy. Whenever the I want. All right. What are you talking about? I'm sorry. I don't know why I'm doing Bravo. this. Do you think your life's interesting enough to write and have a whole movie about your life? Um, I, I, I that would make me throw up. I'm, I'm, I don't want to. I, I don't want to. I'm sick of myself. Okay. I just want to like everywhere I go. It's this is why I'm always putting on for my homies all the time. Everywhere I go, I'm talking about Pepe. Or Maui Mark constantly getting drunk on jets like uh, it, because it's like man like this is cool and all but like fuck the logic show man like I, I get that enough like uh, that is why I love to write you know these these novels uh, about fiction or it's why uh, like you know the, the stuff that I'm doing with film particular is that I can be somebody else I can be somebody else I can have fun and kind of jump out of my skin for a little bit like you know because I don't know. It can be not not hard. I, I love my life. I mean, it can, it can be hard. Like being in my position, because a lot of people are like, oh, you got this and it's all great. And it is, but there's so much pressure and most people don't realize that. Anyway, so the long story short is no. <laughs> I might sell the rights to my life. You cut me a check for like 50 M's. <laughs> I'll just give you that. Who do you want to play you? Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. That's my man crush. Whoa. Shout out. That could be good. 500 Days of Summer. Daniel yeah. Radcliffe. Got the little Harry Potter thing going on right now. Yeah, but he's got more hair than I do. So, rap Bruce Willis in this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> How was it? Did you write the movie alone? Yes. W- what is that like? I mean, do you just lock yourself in a room to get it done? Like, um, I wrote it in two days, Whoa. which was crazy. Yeah, I sat down. Um, it was actually so. I have a song on my on everybody called Anxiety, and in that I talk about how I was standing in line at Star Wars, and I had this like insane panic attack, and like I went to the hospital, and while I was laying down, I was like, "Yo, this isn't what I want to be doing. Like, I want to make music and all, and that's great, but I'm not really, really doing all the things I want to do." And the next day. And I, this is when I was dealing with like derealization and all this terrible stuff regarding anxiety. I sat down and I was like, "No, I'm good. I'm, this is what I want to do." And I just blasted music and played music and and worked on this script. And it's a comedy and it's really funny about these guys in a record store and it's it's awesome. It's like really fun. It's like it's like Dave Chappelle like face 
super bad or something. Whoa. Yeah, it's really great. I don't know about those but, words. I'm I mean, that's <laughs> a vivid image. I know. <laughs> yeah, but it's just really funny. And it's like I make fun of everybody, you know, like just everybody as, as one. Like that's one thing that I've loved about my favorite comedians is nobody's off limits, themselves included. Yeah. And I think that kind of brings us together. We can all laugh at, at each other, our own insecurities or stuff like that. Yeah. Was it a challenge for you to write a movie? Like did you break down the characters first? Like, I, Honestly, just... bro, I'm not trying to sound no type of way. I'm not trying to sound arrogant. No. It was like the easiest ever it was so fun i've just been waiting and waiting same thing with with a with my novel like yes. i'm gonna dedicate my novel to my my buddy christian because i i, I remember i'd never been into reading and i finally found you know certain fiction that i really enjoyed and i read nine novels in seven days because when i do something i'm so i'm you obsessed yeah so i read nine novels in seven days and i go to him and i'm like dude i'm gonna write a book and he goes you can't write a book just because you read nine <laughs> you're like watch me yeah watch me and then literally i did it and he was like all right you and then yeah so you just got to do what you want but you're a natural born writer like the, the common thread to everything is that you write and you tell stories i love yeah i love that that's a cool title i like yeah i you're like a writer I, yeah dude it's so fun i love to write and i love to speak and i love to like put my everything in, in, into it you know so like whether it's if it's the movie or if it's the book or the not or whatever like there's a piece of me in, in all of that you know and it's just so i just yo this is crazy. Like, look where I am right I now. <laughs> I can't believe it, bro. Oh, my God. It's, well, hello. I love life. I'm just, this is Joe. Do you know, I can, I can do whatever I want. I can go fly to Africa right now. How? Cr but is is money freeing like that? No. Yeah. I mean, it, the money, it is. money's nice. The money's nice. But it's the, it's, the, it's the confidence, man. It's to be able to be happy with who you are as a person and look in the mirror, dude, and, like, be happy with you. Yes. I was so unhappy for so long so it's like nice to just you just do what you want and it's because you don't care about others i mean listen nobody's perfect you you still care about certain people you know i care about the people that love me and what they think you know i would hope that you would think i'm a gentleman you know i hope i don't walk out of here and you're like an asshole over here to talk on about but what i'm saying is it's so incredible that i can do this and it's not just because of money but the money ain't bad you know what I'm talking about <laughs> but it's like a sense of support you know what I mean you could really yeah. do anything and you know that it's there comfort that, yeah. that, that's a that, that's a, a big deal there's always I mean? a roof over your head yeah no for sure a couple of years ago I had a thousand dollars in my bank account and now I mean are you, you're investing the money you're, I mean you're investing in yourself which is the that's, coolest thing that's a big one yeah no that's you're that's, building your brand and what you do yeah I'm really happy and you see that's the other thing that's so awesome about all of this is I was always scared that when I made it or whatever, right, to be financially stable. So I don't ever have to work ever again in my life forever, well, ever. I don't ever have to work ever did again. Did somebody tell my you kids, that? kids, kids, kids. No, my bank account told me that. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. Like, okay, like they don't have to work ever, ever again. And that scared me because I was like, what if I get to that point? That's why I had a panic attack when I bought my car because I was like oh my god and and in my mind I was like what happens when I get there like what's there going to be to work for what's there going to yes. be to work toward and now that I'm here it's the fact that all I have to focus on is now creating that's so it's like I don't have to focus on where I'm going to get my next meal or my next this or my next that now it's helping others get their next meals yeah. and just having a blast and enjoying life and creating from my heart so it's like now now the music I'm making now and gonna make is the real music I've always wanted to make it's still going to be a message still going to be dope going to be the boom bap the trap the radio the this the that I'm singing ballads picking up the guitar I'm going to do everything because now I'm not scared of, of people not liking it because <laughs> you know what I mean? It's great. But this is when you really get to take those quote unquote risks. Bro, this is like one of the dopest interviews I've done. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate you deeply. My last question, and you, you have more. Yeah? Well, I just yeah, have one or two more questions. I got you. We're here. We're chilling. This is the last <laughs> one of the day, and then I'm going to get a steak. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking my assistant to go get a steak. I, I, I met my assistant in Hawaii when I was recording an album last year. Sorry to interrupt you. I'm not interrupting you. I'm no, a piece no, of shit. No, that's I'm fine. Sorry. Keep interrupting me. You have great stories. Yeah. I was, in, I was in Hawaii. I was on my way to Tokyo, and I always wanted to go to Tokyo. And we stopped in Hawaii because why not? And, uh, <laughs> because you can. Yeah, and my old assistant, well, wait, hold on. All my assistants upgrade. So, like, if, if you ever see me not with an assistant, they didn't get fired. They got promoted. Except Maui. I'm probably going to fire him. Um, <laughs> anyway, so we're in Hawaii and before I know it, like one of my guys introduced me to this kid who loves photography and videography and he's got like a red camera and like all this super dope and he's really, he's really on his stuff. So he comes over, super cool, really nice. I thought he was really, really cool guy. His name's Marcus. Um, and he leaves and then my boy's like, yeah, did you know he's actually like a huge fan? I'm like, you brought a 
huge ass fan over here like what if he tried to kill me or something what if he's like a psycho fan and he was like no he's not he's nice and he was anyway the point of all of this is is that he was such a freaking nice person and just so sweet and kind and so professional we were leaving in two days and i was like yo I want you to come with us to Tokyo. I'm going to pay for your ticket right now, and I want you to come film and take pictures for us. And he cried. <laughs> and we were on a boat in the middle of the ocean, and he <laughs> cried. And I gave him a big hug, and he was like, I can't believe it. Are you serious? And then we went to Tokyo. And at the end of the 10 days in Tokyo, I knew that he was going to be my next assistant. I knew it. because, he, And he's never been off the island. He's always in, in Maui. And I was like, this guy's going to be my next assistant. And... Um, he wrote there's like freaking like 14 of us and he wrote every single one of us a handwritten letter oh on my the god last that's day. beautiful yeah and he gave it to us at the airport and and here he is so very anyway. few Aww. people appreciate the sentiment of a handwritten letter it means a lot a, a card anything handwritten yeah people take it for granted today that's pretty crazy that's a cool move so anyway and he that's changed his life uh he changed mine so i'm oh anyway so i say all that to say i'm buying that mother steak tonight oh, nice. for, for all his hard work and you know he's just been doing so great i've been really kicking his ass too really hard and, and i love you man I love you. don't cry <laughs> all right sorry what were all you right. gonna say so i you talk about all the music you have done i assume that the next album is like done or being worked on right albums and the next albums so will the Dra- you talk about drake and kendrick all the time you've mm-hmm. mentioned a thousand times yeah, will yeah. those collabs finally happen um well the funny thing is i've never met kendrick so i i mean he showed me love at the grammys that was amazing and i like to be able to like be on stage and then look over and see k dot and then he gives you like one of those nods and i'm like oh my god i did it <laughs> thank you <laughs> yes and then you look over right after that and beyonce singing your lyrics and jay-z's like yeah and i'm like oh my god it's like yeah it's pretty wild <laughs> anyway um, so I haven't met him. I'd love to work with him, but I'm also I'm very big. So it's like K dot. Also, congratulations! You got a Pulitzer Prize. How uh, huge is yeah. that? Making that's history. Amazing. Okay, geez, bro. Congratulations! I'm so happy for you. I tweeted him. I was like, yeah, that's so awesome. Um, but yeah, so but I'm very big on on like personal. Like we've never met. It's so insane. And I don't want to. I'm just not the dude that's like, yo, let's let's do a track, dog. Like I never even <laughs> met you. I just want to like hang out and talk about life. And if we vibe there, then then cool but so I've just been kind of waiting on that I just really respect people's time and, and all that Drake uh, it's funny because me and him still haven't met in person but you know he's shown me so much love he's he's like my favorite like that dude is the bomb and um, I already have like ideas that I think it would be just so fun to, to work with him but when the time comes and when his schedule is cool and or if not it. like it's just as long as we can all just keep being cool and life's good then then who cares but i think that would those yeah those two are, are some big ones for me i see a lot of people looking for a travis scott collab too yo i with travis yeah no travis is super dope i don't see why that wouldn't happen like that's the homie he's such a cool dude really good it's so uh i mean he's just a genius like his melody game like everything is so dope i mean you can hear the inspiration he's given me on my records like he yeah he's the bomb you and Sean, obviously, Sean. always something. Sean Don. Yeah, Sean's the best. I want to do something with YG. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? I'm trying to think. Migos. I think okay. that'd be really fun to do something with Migos. How about Cardi B? Yeah, I love Cardi. Cardi. <laughs> How does she? I can't do it like she does. You're <laughs> I don't know. I can't do it. I feel You're like close. the baby's going to come out doing that. It's not even going to cry. It's going to be... <laughs> By the way, watching her at Coachella pregnant, like she's pretty killing it. Yeah, it's insane. Sick. Don't you love people who love what they do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can, everything, it just exudes, it's you know? It's the best, man. I just don't understand why you get, like, that's why I'd be pissed off. Like, if I'd be like, so, for example, I am so overly nice, like, to the point where I think it makes people uncomfortable. <laughs> like, for real. Because I know what it's like. I've worked in the service industry. I've done a million jobs. I've been treated like my whole life all the way on the come up and so it's like when i go somewhere like if some like you know i'll be i've i've like cleaned up my own dishes at a table before like i just i'm too nice you know but sometimes you meet certain people in the service industry or or just in in life in general and you know they're just like they suck you know what i mean like whether it's whether it's like here or there like it's just so like when you go to somebody and you're kind of like hey like you know how's your day going they're like it's fine like jesus who hurt you (laughs) give me their address i want to better this anyway yeah do you have a will um i don't but it's funny because i was i've been talking about my will about what i have to do with that which is wild it's time. I, I don't bring it out out of random. I mean, it was in a song. It was in a song. Yeah. And, and I was like, yeah, I have to call up my lawyer to work on my will. And I've been it's talking time. to Paul Rothenberg about that. Shout out Paul Rothenberg, my attorney. <laughs> yeah. You have a lot a lot at stake. Which I is- do. Yeah, which is really cool. But I'm probably going to give most of the shit away anyway. You know, that's a, that's a big one. It's like, I just want to give back. That's the biggest thing that I want people to say about me, hopefully in 95 million thousand years, uh, whenever I pass away, is that I was just a good man. That's it. That's all I want. 
the notoriety and the fame and the this and the that and he did this for so and so I just man I just want to be remembered as a good man and a good father and a loving loving you know husband and whatever you know just to my family and friends all things separate from art and music pretty much that, you know yeah they're man. connected but they're totally connected my my personal life is nothing without this without just everything we we've we're doing creatively but at the same time it's like what is all that without people to share it with you know what's all the money in the world with no one to share it with whether it's friends family significant other like it's just not worth it you know yeah. and is that so, what wizard yeah. of oz is about wizard of oz kind um, of like yeah, I mean, talking about, that's another thing where it's like the Bobby Tarantino logic flex, like, you know, people tell you, you know, if people tell you money make you better than others and somebody lied. Like, that's just not true. Um, and yeah, and then I'm like, I just made 10 million or paid 10 million in taxes. <laughs> that's a fun, funny fact about that is like, I had to go back and edit that. And then I had to edit it again, but didn't have the time to do it. Because at you, first it was like, I just paid like a million in taxes, and this is five million in taxes. This is ten. And I was you like, wanted yeah, to be legit. All this money was just coming. I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. It was funny. Do you feel pressure being rich? Um, I get a dollar or two? <laughs> uh, <fuck> no. <laughs> Straight up. I give to those that don't ask for it. That's the uh, biggest well, thing. I yeah. take it back. That's, okay, I got you. Yeah. Um, no, I don't really feel a pressure because I don't owe nobody Nobody gave me a dime. Nobody gave me nothing. And, and and anybody that did help me did it from the kindness of their heart and would never expect anything in return, just like I give. Beautiful. Yeah. What did you and Elton John talk about? Bro. Yo, first of all, yeah. Elton John. Oh, my God. <laughs> How crazy is that? <laughs> Yo, it's my life is so insane. I cannot believe it. Okay, Sir Elton John called me and asked me to be on the remix of Benny and the Jets. And now I can say this. Here's an exclusive because he called me and wanted me to get on Benny and the Jets with Pink. Shout out Pink Girl. Flawless. <laughs> crazy. And um crazy. All right, I'm sorry. And then I give him the verse and him and the producer, they're all freaking out about it. And, and then he texts me, Elton, Sir Elton, mother John, texts me. The coolest thumbs. And he's like, Logic, hello, all right, darling, come on, love. He doesn't say that. I don't even, that's really bad. Anyway, and he texts me and he's like, oh man, that was so incredible. Can you give me another verse? And I was so busy that I couldn't give Elton John another verse because I was working on the Sam Smith verse. Wow. And I was like, what the? And then I had to go do Ellen. I'm like, yo, this is crazy. I don't even know. So like, so Elton, I owe you another verse. I apologize that I couldn't give you the two verses. You're the man. You're the best ever in the world. Wow. I can't believe it. That's, I mean, what a thing to choose. I mean, that's hard. Yeah. Hard situation to be in. It was pretty wild, but it's just, I had so many like deadlines and so many things. So I gave him what he wanted. He, he it wasn't like, oh, you're going to give me two verses. I gave him a verse. Yes. And then he was like, can you do this? But it's just like, in between that and like filming and like the movie and like all, it's just been, it's been so, literally, this probably, I hope it don't sound like I'm jerking myself off no, for dude, an you hour. Things going just on. A little, no, honestly, I'm just being honest and I'm just talking about what's going on and I love it. And once again, I'm here to say like I have arrived and I'm not scared to talk about this stuff. I've been so scared to discuss my accomplishments because I've been made to feel bad for them. And I'm just, I'm, I'm, I shouldn't and nobody should. And if you're doing something really great in your life, whoever you are listening and watching, <laughs> then sing that from the mountaintops I mean don't be a douche about it you know what I mean but just like embrace it enjoy it's crazy like so much stuff has happened in my life and I haven't even thought about it or really talked about it or you know and it's like you should you shouldn't hold yourself back you should be your biggest cheerleader and supporter it's beautiful because yes. you know if, if nobody's going to support you it starts with you right yeah, it you, does. in order for other people to be into you yeah completely you gotta be into yourself you gotta be into yourself but it's also about the squad too. That you are the company you keep. Yeah, totally, man. Yo, what a this is like a dope interview. Dude, I appreciate you deeply, Bobby. Thanks, bro. Logic, everybody. Swag. Thank you guys. This podcast is part of the Zach Sang Show Podcast Network.